That's it. But we do have something we want to say. So we want you guys to start sending in your time is up and let's make a little game out of it and we can start sharing them. So send us via DM at PSA podcast on Instagram or send us an email at hello at PSA podcast.com and tell us what you are calling time up on this week. It's Western and Bitsy. Oh my god, you are so annoying. Hello everyone and welcome back to once again another episode of Petty, Single, and Always Late, PSA. And remember, it's okay to be pro-S PSA. It's okay to be gay, it's okay to be pro-PSA, it's okay to be gay and pro-PSA. And it's okay to be straight and pro-PSA. And it's okay to be bisexual and pro-PSA. And it's okay to be asexual and pro-PSA. It's okay to be a mutant and pro-PSA. It is okay to be pro-PSA. Okay? No matter who you are. So if you're out at the bar, probably somewhere in Kansas City, and you hear someone talking shit like, oh, they're not even that funny, and you (gasps) like PSA, don't be scared to stand up. For what you believe in. Don't you would be scared stand up for Shit's Creek, would you not? I would. I would. What did I have? Yeah, you would stand up for Taylor Swift, would you not? I wouldn't. I have. So what's wrong with standing up for Weston and Bitsy and Oscar? <laughs> Nothing. Rate, review, subscribe, people. Do your godforsaken jobs. I'm sick and tired of telling you to do it. And send us an email. I, I've been missing the emails. I want to answer more listener questions. Um, please send us an email at hello at psapodcast.com. We will analyze you. We will do all the things. Yes. And also, please follow us on Instagram at psapodcast. Of course. And our personal stuff. You find them there. You can find them on our Instagram, okay? Yeah. And I have Atlanta Pride coming up this weekend. So I'm for sure to have some interesting posts this weekend. Yeah, which is a little Which scary. now, if you're listening to it, you may have already missed it. But... So last week's episode was a little heavy. Our poor wussy baby came, well, told us he didn't come out. He already has done that. But he came, <laughs> told, why do I keep saying came? He told his coming out story. Yes. And I got like a lot of, um, I got a lot of positive feedback and people texting me and uh, sending me messages on Instagram. So thank you for everyone that shared it and had something positive to say. And something I found out, which we already su- suspected was that a lot of us have a very similar story. So, um, yeah, thank you for the support. I appreciate it. And now that you're on this journey with us, you know, we'll prop, I'll be more open about um, what's going on inside this crazy little head of mine. With that tiny little pea-sized brain. You can hear it drop if I, like, tilt my head I know, you, to the you left. just did it, and I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we can't afford sound effects. So we can add those. <laughs> I know. I'm left to do them. <laughs> Everything's copyrighted, so the most we have is um, my my deep voice for the commercials. No, that's not that's not you. That's Winston. Oh, oh my no. God, funny story, guys. So I got tatted up, tat, tat, tatted up the other um, weekend, and the tattoo artist, my excuse me, my tattoo artist, who is also Weston's future tattoo artist, thinks that Weston's name is Winston, and I just never corrected him. So I'm really excited for that for you. I do need to get back with him. Um, at this point, he probably thinks I'm the person that came in, laid, the, laid down the deposit, and isn't getting a tattoo, but I am. It's just like kind of, I get anxiety when I think about like, finalizing the design because we're working on the design i know but you're also just kind of lazy like you need to just get in there 
Yeah, it's um, I feel I feel a little overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, you just got to get in there, deal with it, move on. I know, but I do love your tattoos though. Perfect spot, perfect placement. Did Thank it hurt? You. No. I, it really didn't. And people told me that it would, uh, some people said it would hurt really bad. And some people were like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. It just feels like a, like, so, like a cat scratching you. It was the best way it was described. Hmm. Yeah. One of them was on my forearm. Well, both are on the forearms, but one's on the outside of my forearm. Didn't hurt at all. The other one he had to go over a few times and that one kind of hurt when he kept going over it. Yeah. I was like, enough. Yeah. I can't help but just imagine that I'm probably going to. You're going to cry like a baby and it. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Yeah. I, I don't do good with pain. Um, also, can we talk about our wild, wild weekend? It gives me anxiety, but yeah, I we guess. We need to come forth. We need to confess our sins to the listeners. Okay, so um, a few things. One, I thought that I was out until 4 a.m. I was like, I'm wild. I'm crazy. I stayed out so late. And I like took that as a fact. Me and my friend Kristen, we went out. We both thought we were out till 4 a.m. We're like, we're wild. We're crazy. Um, I was talking to our friend Andrew about it. And I was like, yeah, we didn't get home till like 4 a.m. And he was like, that's not true. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we came, we did a party bus. He's like, we came back from the party bus to your apartment. And I had to go to the bathroom. So I went in your room. And you were face down in your bed. Um, (laughs) Kristen was hanging off the edge. And you were just in the middle with your shoes on. And that was at like midnight, midnight 30. (laughs) Oh. Oh. So (laughs) what? Wait, what? What? Because I woke up and I was in my pajamas and happy as a clam. So I would have assumed that I stayed out to 4 a.m. as well. I was dead set that I stayed out to 4 a.m. And I was like, I am so crazy. And then after further investigation, I found out that we ordered an Uber at 11.24 to go home, canceled it. By using more investigation, I saw a video of myself walking into the apartment at midnight 03. Oh, so that's how you figured out what time for sure you got home. So somehow there's no receipts of us getting home. It took over 30 minutes, and I I don't know. I'm going to assume a broomstick of some sort. Yeah, I don't know. Um, It was wild. It was crazy. The party bus was so fun. I was going to say, I think that it's um, you definitely have a right to be in bed at that hour because we started drinking at what time? Like 6 o'clock, I would say? Yeah, like 6 or 7. Yeah, so yeah, I would expect um, to be out about midnight however for me you know I never give up you don't that's a it's a flaw it's a flaw and I'm I woke up with such a bad hangover on Sunday I'm convinced that the party bus hit a speed bump and I went through the emergency exit door on the roof because that's how bad my head felt Mm -hmm. I looked at Jeff and I said what happened and he was like you just had a lot of fun and then flashbacks start coming yeah because he he's too nice to tell you the truth I remember I had these little hand symbols, and at the beginning of the night, they were funny. By the end of the night, I'm pretty sure it drove every single person insane because I couldn't stop clinking my fingers together. But it was actually super fun after we got back on the bus because then we just rode the bus around. I went upside down on the pole, of course. Um, I ended the night at KC Kitchen and Pizzeria, great place where Amazing I was spot. eating pizza by the handfuls. Amazing spot. Can't get enough of it. And since I wasn't done partying, um, for the first time ever, I decided to drink while we played kickball. And then oh, after yeah. kickball, I decided to go to Woody's Sports Pub. This was the next day. Yeah, this is Sunday now, where I um, also had a really good time. And I told Jeff to meet me at Ale House at 630. He calls me a little after 7, says, where are you at? I told him. He was like, well, I'm at Ale House. And I said, what are you doing there? 
Yeah, I'm Weston. Unfortunately, I had the pleasure of talking to you on the phone while you were in the state, and it was absolutely terrifying. I was just like, how are you so fucked up? I really don't know what happened. I was fine. Then I don't know. Then I just wasn't. Right. Then you absolutely were not. And I was like, ooh, this is scary. Get home. And you were like, I'm walking to Walgreens. And I was like, why are you walking to Walgreens? Well, then Jeff took me to um, get food, which we have to address the fact that he's trying to get me on my 600 pound life because he likes to feed me. He's fattening you up for sure. Yeah. For something. I told him I wanted to be famous and this is the quickest way. Maybe. Maybe. The te- my teammates are starting to fatten me up at work because uh, this guy is selling chocolates uh, for his son's like baseball team or something, and they had chocolate-covered almonds. So the first day, like usually I just like donate money, like if it's like Girl Scout cookies, and I'm like, I can't eat any Girl Scout cookies because how I look at that, a box of Girl Scout cookies isn't a little dessert or snack to have every once in a while. For me, that's just like one mini cookie, and I'll eat the entire box, okay, in like one sitting. And so I can't, I can't even have them in my, in my sight. And except for these chocolate covered almonds, I was like, oh, they're in like a little individual sized box. And I'm like, sure, I'll get a chocolate covered almond. And then I told all my coworkers that I loved them. And every single day, almost someone has bought, bought me a box of chocolate covered almonds. One of my coworkers, and they're like, we're just going to start giving you like two, like anytime we want you to do something and be like, here's two chocolate covered almonds. And I'm like, no, I'm a fucking fiend. I would eat the entire box. I would claw your eyes out for them. Is it working? It's like, wor- it's is this absolute- a new method of training that they're using? So today I got another box of chocolate almonds. I've had like four. This <sighs> is like when you're, you're training your, your potty training your dog and you give them a treat when they go outside. It's really, it's really, really scary because I don't want to be fattened up. It's, I wouldn't be able to resist. I can't resist. I eat the whole box. It's a meal. It's it is a, a meal. Okay, well, I have a few more things that I want to talk about, but first, should we get a note from our sponsor? Petty Single and Always Late is brought to you in part by Kneecap Warmers. That's right, folks. It's that time of year. It's chilly outside. You have your jacket for your top. You've got your long johns for your bottoms. But what about your knees? They get cold. Straight from Petty Single and Always Late's website, Kneecap Warmers, as seen on Ren and Stimpy. And you can use them to give blowjobs. Yeah, so I, we just got like a ton of DMs about our kneecap warmers. And this is a product that we have been using for years. I mean, years. And I'm just, I'm so blessed. I feel so lucky that they have decided to partner with us. So guys, we'll put a swipe up for you guys to go ahead and use our code PSA podcast at checkout for some kneecap warmers. I'm so excited for you guys to get to use them. And now back to Petty Single and Always Late. Whew, thank God I get to talk about myself some more. This is exciting. Okay, you know how firefighters are completely off limits for me? Mm-hmm. They well, are now, off. baseball players, if you've played baseball, I ain't talking to you. What did they do? The, just, n- they haven't done anything, but there's just, I always see a trend in baseball players. Like, they're always, I don't know, a little douchey is the word to use. I would agree with that to, to some extent, for sure. Whenever I think of baseball players from, like, college not all of them but the ones that just come to mind yeah they uh, acted like they were better mm-hmm. than me and and yeah so I just I, I'm just I'm done with the baseball players if you're a firefighter or a baseball player I'm not interested and don't talk to me yeah do not submit your application to hello please. at psapodcast.com yeah please <laughs> do not submit it um and does are these Royals baseball players no, these are just ba- if you played baseball, if you went okay. to high school. I played baseball in high school. Uh, then I don't. You're not one of that though. 
thanks. There's a, there's a distinct kind. Okay. And especially if you played it in college or like after high mm-hmm. school, then you were really douchey. My freshman year, I only got to play the field one time because I was so bad. In high school? Mm-hmm. But then my senior year, I was like really good. I played center field all the time. Well, yeah, Weston, because you were a freshman, you were 14 and you were on a team with 18-year-olds. There's only like 10 of us on the team and there's nine players on the field. <laughs> Still, you were so young. It was. I got better. but You really needed to grow into it. They also had me at first base and I was terrified of catching the ball at first base. And now you play first base for a kickball team. I know. And I still get really scared. Well, you still do a good job. And something else I just want to address because this has been something that's happened in my life. Or something I've heard. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who has been dating someone. But I've heard that their boyfriend is cheating on them. What do you do in that situation? Do you tell them? Do you not tell them? It's so hard because I am also in that same situation. Maybe it's the same friend. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it's hard because it goes back to, I think we talked about this on many, many episodes ago, but I'm sure we've maybe snowballed some new listeners that haven't gone back into the archives of our episodes. But it's, it's like that question of, is it your place to tell them? And the thing is, if it, it in my situation, which I think is your situation, it's not our place, but no one is telling them. No one is stepping up and saying, I'm going to be the whistleblower. I know. And so it's, that makes me feel, it makes me feel guilty when I look at them and I don't say anything. But at the same time, if they're not going to break up with them, then I don't want to be the one to say it and then be the one that's hated. I know. And then like, yeah, it, because you want to think people are going to believe you and be like, I, I'm there for you or, you know, I'm going to listen to you, but they could easily, if they're not ready to accept the truth, they could easily turn on you. Right. And I just don't want that to yeah. happen. And obviously the cheater is definitely going to turn on you Oh, of course, and it's going to manipulate they? them to thinking that like you're like the liar and you're the wrong one. And so, and let's say that person doesn't turn on you, but does decide to stay with the cheater and work through it. The cheater will never like you. Which no. we don't really care about that. But it's, it's still, it's just all so messy. Yeah. I think that, does this person have a best friend? I don't know. I don't know who their best friend would be. But I know that's what you should tell because I've been in the situation before where I knew for a fact that some one of my friend's mm-hmm. boyfriends cheated on them, but I wasn't the person to tell. So I told the best friend. And I was like, hey, I know this is a fact. The person that that cheated on helped cheat I guess mm-hmm. is willing to talk to them you can reach out to them from what you what you do with this is now in your hands I'm just putting it in the right hands right I think it's either that if we figure out who the best friend is or we write an anonymous letter oh my god yeah like <sighs> Snooky from Jersey Shore <laughs> Snooky and Wow, yeah that's a good idea no that is tough though I know it just makes me feel uncomfortable and it takes me back so now that this is happening I think that all my Bumble boyfriends when they're changing the profiles are cheating on me. Break up with them. Okay. So to all of our listeners, we're going to do a type of like war of the worlds, um, audio narrative for you. So close your eyes unless you're, um, unless you're driving down the highway, then pull over and close your eyes and tell your boss you're going to be late. It's normal in Kansas city. Bitsy and I are just minding our own business. Next thing we know, there's news alerts everywhere. Bam! It's a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Terrifying. Don't worry, we're still safe. They haven't gotten us yet. However, it's already running rampant in Kansas City. 
The apocalypse is happening. We have to survive. What do we do? Easy. I grab my go bag. What is my go bag, you ask? Well, I have a bag that's ready to go. It has all my first aid supplies, an extra pair of shoes, um, some food, some dry food to take, Oscar's food, because Oscar's absolutely coming with me. My car's already gassed up, because why? I always keep it above halfway full, and just in case this happens. And Okay, West- so we're taking your car? We're taking my car, but Weston, we need to have two plans. One, you're in town. Two, you're not in town. You travel Fuck. for work. Yes. We also have to make the assumption that the phone lines are down. We can't contact each other. We have got to pick a place for us to get to and meet up and reconvene and know that that's where we're going to meet. If I'm not in town, I think we have two options. The boot heel of Missouri, because there's nothing there, barren wasteland, or Idaho, where your cousin lives. That's a good idea. We have both of those. Well, we have to pick one. Um, I would say I think the boot heel is the best option just because we have family in St. Louis as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a, me to get from the East Coast to Idaho alone. That sounds scary to me and hard. Very hard. Um, there are some other things we need. We need to have a water purifier so that we can drink water. That's the most important thing. Um, and we need... Uh, We're going to need alcohol and cigarettes to bargain. Of course. Well, we don't have cigarettes. I don't think anyone does now. People just want the jewel. But they're not going to be chargers. We have to assume that the yeah. electricity is gone. So they're going to want cigarettes for sure. Okay. Well, it's more fun to plan together. So let's plan like we're together. Okay. Okay. So we reconvened at the, our, our homestead. Uh-huh. We have our go bags and we're ready to go. We need to get out of the city ASAP. Because the cities is where it's going to be the most turmoil because the population, you need to get to the rural areas ASAP for Rocky. anything. Let's for go. resources and to get away from all the zombies trying to infect you. Yeah, we would, we would need to go to a, a land that's easy to uh, for agriculture. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not sure that, you know, that's the, the boot heel. I don't think that's where we'll stay up. But that's where we need to escape immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ellen, but I have to kiss you goodbye. You're in Dallas. I'm I'm sorry. I don't, unless you're going to come meet us in the boot heel. I love you. Ellen's my sister. I'm sorry to everyone in Kansas City. I'm leaving you. Like a bat out of hell. you're a nurse. We do need a nurse. Okay, so we need to get a nurse. Okay. We grab Oscar. We grab our go bags. We grab our nurse. We don't have a weapon. That's a problem. Um. Well, I'm in the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're obviously driving us. I am gonna have to drive. Um. We have to get out of the city and into mm-hmm. the boot. The uh, I mean the side roads immediately. Yeah, because the interstates are gonna be absolute warfare. And we can't go to a gas station miserable satellites are down can't use gps i honestly think that i have the sense of direction to get us to the boot hill i think via you the, do it might take a really long time but, and we we're gonna eventually run out this is the problem we're gonna eventually run out of gas mm-hmm. and unless we can hotwire another car that's left abandoned i don't know what we'll do we'll have to or we walk. take both cars but then wait that then makes no they, sense because they both run out of gas we would need to siphon the gas out of your car and put it, we, we need to start keeping gas on the go ready yeah. at hand. And you're right. But if we didn't, we could always siphon it. Out. I have amazing sucking skills. Right. I could suck it right out and then we could just put it in some sort of container and get out. We're also going to have to rob a store at some point. I would, I gladly, um, I grab all the jalapeno Cheetos. However, you're right about the weapons part. I'm trying to think of anything we have in our house. We would obviously have knives. to take knives, um, hairspray, and I, I, we have a lighter because we could use that as a flamethrower if we need to. You're right. Yep. We would have to do that. Mm-hmm. And do do we take, do we think anyone's a friend or do you think anyone's a foe? What Would you have what it takes to take out someone? 
I know I have what, if, if it's me or them, like life or death, yes, I could easily take them out because I'm not dying. Nope, not ready to meet Satan. And however, if like, could I take someone out just because I needed something from them? No, I don't think. However, I could definitely, most definitely intimidate them with weapons. I would be okay with that. And just the crazy look in your eye. Yeah, I'd be like, give me your fucking jalapeno Cheetos right now. And I'm just threatening them with nothing but my unclipped nails. So do you think that if we ran, so like we, we drive until we can't anymore and we mm-hmm. can't siphon gas, whatever. And now we're on, we're on all fours. You know, we're walking everywhere. I am going to assume we're still in Missouri, Almost to the boot hill, but not quite there yet. Right. Well, because to be realistic, we're probably only going to be able to drive about four hours on a full full tank gas. Okay, so we're in central Missouri. Yeah, we're in central <laughs> Missouri. And we came across a group of people. Okay. They aren't, They of course, we're in central Missouri. They all have mullets and guns. And only one sharp razor, razor sharp tooth in each of their mouths. Yeah. Um, no shoes. What do we do? They have guns. They have guns. We have to mate with them to get the guns. Uh, Weston, no, I don't want to. <laughs> um, is is Jeff with us, or did if I? He made it. If he we made don't it, know. okay. Um, let's let's assume we told Jeff we'd come back for him. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I don't. I think the only people we can trust is each other and our flesh and blood. I, know. I don't think we can trust them Me either. Are they hostile or are they welcoming? Um, they have their guns, they're ready, but they're just up in the air right now. I say that we say we come in peace. I just lift up one leg and I say, you feel that steam heat coming from my undercarriage? <laughs> We've come to mate. Repopulate the earth. And they're like, is that a homosexual? <laughs> I think he's a homosexual. I'm going to get him pregnant for sure. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, let's use him as the, you know, the little scarecrow. They're going to eat me. They're going <laughs> to chop me off limb from limb and eat me. I think what we have to do is we are still going to have food. I think we offer up the food to be a part of their, of their clan. But only their a tribe. tiny bit. And we really have way more because we already, we knew, we saw signs right. of people ahead so we mm-hmm. hid all of our food in a tree away from animals and people mm-hmm. and we'll come back for it once we escape them and steal what we need i think that we are going to have to stay for at least two nights because we're gonna have to win their trust we can't leave the first night we have to be productive members of their society and help fight off and during that time we'll find out where the guns are we'll find mm-hmm. out where the food is we'll find out where the keys are to their vehicles and the gas and we steal everything and go in the middle of the night and we are going to have to be prepared to, um, we are going to have to, to get, tri- no, we're going to have to get entrusted enough to where we're a part of the guard schedule. Yeah. And then we leave when we're in charge of the guard. They would never put us both in the guard together. We'd be with another one. We'd only have to take out one person, not kill, but you know, harm, make, knock them out. So it's going to have to be me on guard duty. Yep. <laughs> would you be able to kill someone? No, I don't think so. I don't even know if I could kill even someone. Even if it was you or them. Me. I don't know. I'm sure I would because, but I've never been in that position. I did have my concealed to carry, so I also have shot a gun. I've shot a gun once. My friend's dad was really scared when it was in my hands. I had to do it a lot growing up. I didn't really like it, but I'll take guard duty. Your guard oh. duty, <laughs> and we're out of there. We're out to bats like hell. We have now. Mm-hmm. We have food, even more water, and weapons, and, more and gas. a car, and we're yeah. on our way to the boot heel. And this is a multi-terrain car so now I, i'm driving you have the gun just in case they're chasing us you're gonna have to hang out the side of the window and, and shoot, shoot them. them however if it's a stick shift you're gonna have to drive i know that's that is where i'll come in handy i and got I it i think that might be you I got because it. they're I definitely gonna be driving a stick shift for sure i can okay. do it so we make it to the boot hill 
And this is where your mom, st- um, having Armageddon, is going to come in handy. Yes, my mom keeps um, a reserve of food, very smart, love her for it. <laughs> and my dad is a farmer, and, and my mom's have- a nurse. And so we have necessary. Yeah. Um, and not to mention your dad's security system he has set up about the house. Yeah, so he's going to know, he's not going to know that we're on our way, and he's Unless not going to recognize. No electricity. He has a generator. Because we went through an ice storm in 2009 and we didn't have power for 30 days and we did have to live like that. So this really happened. Yeah. Yeah. What? 30 days? We were the only house on our power line because I grew up on a gravel road and we didn't have power for 30 days and we didn't have running water for like 20. Shut up. Yeah. You can imagine. You were probably so cold. Uh, Well, we had a fire. We did. We had a fire. We had, have I never told you this? Not to mention added to the list in my go bag stuff to start a fire. Yeah, you said first aid kit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't brush my teeth for a while. It felt so good when I finally did. So he would have a generator, so he would see us coming. However, he wouldn't recognize the car, so we're going to have to... He'd have his gun out, and he's ready to shoot. Yeah, and so I would have to get out, and I would have to... Put both hands up. mm -hmm, Get on the ground and beg for forgiveness (laughs) (laughs) and and crawl. Dad, I'm straight now. (laughs) This is my wife. (laughs) And And our child... So I'm assuming that we left the nurse back at camp. Well, she got us as far as we needed to go. Honestly, that, <laughs> yeah, that, we would have to. We would have to leave him or her. Yeah, unless they they really sold like we got too close to them. I don't know. Yeah, I would just assume there would be some casualty in there, and it's not going to be us. Yeah. So bye bye. Okay, so now we have to plan our next move. Your cousin in Idaho. But that's all the way across the opposite way. But we we just need to go somewhere where it's a temperament, like a temperament. Um, you know what I'm saying? Temperament weather. Okay. So right, isn't where the right we can, word? Where we can always grow food, and we'll, we won't be too cold. We won't be too hot. Like yes, it, we need it to be 24 seven mm-hmm. growing food and happiness, or else, right? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. The pilgrims survived the first winter, but not we, a lot of them. We but. wouldn't, Weston. You think so? You don't think we would save up for winter? And you know that I have a bad immune system. You're right. You're not a cockroach like me. No. Okay, we would definitely have to pack up. Good thing is my parents are going to have tons of weapons. My parents are going to have tons of food. Tons yes. of gas. Yes. We're going to be ready to go. Um, I think we're going to have to do a caravan of multiple vehicles. Of course. And now we have our own tribe. Yep. Where are we headed? Belize. Ooh, fun. But yeah. we'd have to get across in the ship. We don't have a ship. Uh-uh. You, can dry, uh, you don't need a ship to get to Belize. What? It's in Central America. You just have to get make it through the entirety of Mexico. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun, but it also sounds like... Uh, Dangerous, could, yeah. because we're going to have to cross multiple borders. Exactly. And we, can, we can't even begin to imagine what the administration that we have right now is doing in this zombie apocalypse. Right. I mean, They're, no they clue. are the zombies. No fucking clue. We'd have to get my sister, because if we're going down south, then we'd get, we'd yeah. get her. We would somehow have to... My parents would have radios, and there's no doubt in my mind that your parents would have some sort of radio system. Yeah, and we would contact your parents in St. Louis, tell them to make it down to the boot hill, which would not be that far for them. No, it would be easy for them for Mm -hmm. sure. And they would also bring all their security equipment, their supplies. I think my brother would rather like just instead of going with them, he'd rather like die. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm going to protect the homestead. Well, now we have a lot of fucking people with us. So we do. We're going to have to pick up Ellen and Brad on the way. And again, I still think that we're the leaders. We're still the leaders. We're still the ones in charge. We're the ones that have the plan. We are going to have to train Oscar, Virgil, and Bosco. Bosco 
to be fighting guard dogs. It's going to be a change for them, but you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I think they all would do thrive at it. Yeah. Although there's a lot of sexual energy between Bosco, the Boston Terrier mm-hmm. and Oscar. There's it's, it's scary. I love triangle in this apocalypse. I love it. I know. Um, love some drama. So how are we getting to Belize? We're going to have to, well, we're going to have to drive, but it's going to be really bad. Could we still a plane? <gasps> do we have a pilot? <sighs> Okay, so, so we need a pilot and you, a nurse. Have you ever seen the little yellow um, crop dusters yeah. that, that dust the fields? I don't know how. I think that only holds like two, maybe three people. But we could find one of those in the boot hill because you know they have them. And we're going to have to steal a lot of them. But then again, those don't have big gas tanks. Shit, you're right. We and need like a Delta big flight or whatever. And if we hit any altitude like mountains, we wouldn't be able to go that high because oxygen. We need a, we need a big plane and we need a pilot. <sighs> Shit. I think we might be dead in the boot hill. We just stay there until it passes. I think we'd have to set up camp. We'd have to make even more allies to have a, gar- a guard and an army mm-hmm. and take off the zom- take on the zombies one by one. But in reality, what we'd really do is we'd be doing that. We'd use our radios. We'd get into contact with other people around the area, and we would form, and then we would all get together, make our huge community and our huge safe zone. Yeah. And we would have to live out the rest of our years there. Really? Did we make, so we never make it to Belize? We're just somewhere in Texas? Well, we might make it to Belize, but that could be like a 20-year goal. Okay, that's like the long term. We're waiting for it to pass. Well, we would really would have everything. We'd have medical. We would have um, farming for crops, and we would have weapons. Eventually, yeah. we would run out of ammo, depending on how aggressive the zombies are, and then we're going to have to... Um, we would need a welder and someone who can make more ammo. Or we'd have to start using knives. Arrows. I would love to shoot a bow and arrow. We're going to have to rob a library. Okay. Because we're going to need to figure all this shit out. I have no problem doing that. I hate reading. Me too. We'd skim. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, we learned how to weld. What? My dad knows how to weld. And well, my parents love reading. We'd send them on all the books. (laughs) Actually, our families would really work well together and come in handy together. I'd be like, you guys read and then give us a synopsis. And me and you would be, we'd have morning briefings where they would just tell us everything they they, they learned. They would stay up all night reading and reading all day. I'm scared that they would eventually like start talking and be like, wait, what did they provide? What value do Bitsy and Weston do? And then they're going to start turning on us and be like, you guys don't offer anything. Youth. Leadership. <laughs> That's it. And I'm going to say it. Weaponry. I'm willing to guard. And I'm willing to fight. <laughs> now, worst case scenario, we don't make it to Texas. And there's a cold, cold winter. Out of food. Could you eat the dead? I don't think so. I don't think I could either. I think I would die. I think I would just have to bow out not gracefully i would i would obviously <laughs> talk shit till the end but like no. it would just be i think we could survive long enough but i don't think i could eat a person i could if it was a stranger probably you think i couldn't eat like i couldn't eat you you say that and then you're like i don't know she's got some powerful thighs <laughs> i take a big bite and i'm like Mm, a little bit bitter. Do we have any salt? <laughs> well, I feel some sass and some bitterness in this bitch. <laughs> I, I don't I know. Like I our, see us getting through it. I, we're going to survive. I think we would survive for sure. We would claw our way out. But getting out of the cities is the main, main thing. 
food, gas, and getting people you can trust, which is going to, at that point, be your families. Yeah. And, and your chosen families. Yeah. I don't know. You guys tell us how you would survive. I mean, I think you guys have probably learned a lot of, like, amazing tips and tricks, though. I know. I I can't I imagine too that, much. that you would do anything differently than what we've already done. Unless we're missing something and then let us know and then we're going to pretend it's our idea and that we came up with it. We knew it along. And that we just cut it out. Be like, oh yeah, we actually did we say that, that, but out. we cut it out because we didn't think people would find value in it. Right. Okay. So do you have a time is up? I have a time is up. Yeah. Time is up on, um, you didn't miss a beat in that. Things not fitting me. Right. <laughs> I have ordered so much shit. Actually. I'm going to go a step further. Time is up on things not looking on me how they do in my head. I've ordered so many things and they, I ordered the sizes that it says, but they just don't fit. They fit wrong. I don't know. In all the places. Have you taken your measurements? I eyeball it. Yeah, exactly. You're not (laughs) ordering what they say. Okay, but you saw, it's like normal in the waist and it'll be super tight in the shoulders or like tight in the waist and big in the shoulders. Where are you ordering from? China. See, Weston, I, so I have had many years and many years of practice on this. You just now are getting into ordering online. This is how I shop. One, you need to take accurate measurements with, um, you know, one of those like tape measures that's mm-hmm. like soft or whatever. And you need to always look on there and see what your measurements line up. Because if you're ordering from China, you're a quadruple XL. <laughs> okay. As I've learned. That's my, it. My End gym shorts are panties. I know. They were skin tight out of sight. You well, bent down and I saw a rip right up the butthole. And my Halloween costumes. Those are a little bit different story. Those just, I prided myself on putting together costumes, right? In my mind, they looked a certain way. The costume for Atlanta, half the stuff didn't work the way I wanted it to. Um, and then my costume for Halloween being an alien that also just in my mind it looked good but I put it all on and I looked like a Halloween Town reject yeah that was pretty funny I can't wait for you guys to see the outfits so if you guys have any um recommendations for me for what to be for Halloween let me know when you're listening to this I'll be recovering from Atlanta and if you follow us on Instagram you would have already seen all this so you better follow us yeah I have a few times ups I'm here for it one box jumps time's up on box jumps I went to the gym on Monday at my very last station was box jumps. I was tired. I was a little overambitious. I completely face top, face planted when I did a box jump. I didn't jump high enough. I flew forward. I have huge bruises on my shins. It hurts so bad. But you know what hurt the most? My yeah. ego. My pride. It hurt. It hurt really bad. Did you bounce back up or did you lay there for a second? Um, I just screamed, leave me. And I was working out with the gym owner, Tom, the guy that we had him on the podcast. And um, he helped me up and then made me do more box jumps, which is what I needed because if I didn't do them again, I would be too scared to ever do them. But I was in a lot of physical pain, a lot of mental pain, and my emotional stability was out the door. And, And that's why I avoid the gym. It's too dangerous. It is dangerous. So now, thank God for the knee warmers, knee pads, and I'm going to wear those every time I work out. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. My other time is up. Let it rip. Guys, changing their pictures after I've already matched with them, been talking to them, and setting up a date with them, and they're constantly up or updating their profile. I think it's weird. I don't like it. It's a turnoff for me. Why are you, why are you changing your pictures so much? Who are, t- who's taking all these solo shots of you? 
you've already decided that you are going to buy what they were putting on the market. Why are they still trying to upgrade you? It's really, I don't get it. It's rude. This it's offensive. A, this is an also, auction. And also when they're changing their bio, why why is you changing your bio so much? What? Who are you changing it for? It's not me. It's for that ghost out there that you're chasing and you're never going to find her and you're never going to get anyone better than me. Okay? All those ghosts out there, how festive. Exactly. And that's it. But we do have something we want to say. So we want you guys to start sending in your time is up and let's yes. make a little game out of it and we can start sharing them. Mm-hmm. So send us via DM at PSA podcast on Instagram or send us an email at hello at PSA podcast.com and tell us what you are calling time up on this week. Yes. And please send like it a fun, um, a fun, like anonymous name with it. What are those called? Anonymous. You know what I'm talking about? I, no, like I don't. Snicket. I can't think of it. No, no, oh, no. Well, Just use s- a fake name. Yeah. Send a fun anonymous name. For example, if you're like, time is up on diarrhea at work, sincerely the shitty kitty. Something fun like that. Okay. Yeah. I like it. You guys know what to do. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a foe. Do your duty. Do your duty. Compliment us. Love us. Send us emails. Give us the validation that you guys have supplied for us. This is really great. Um, Great therapy. We love you guys so much. Love ya.